there. One of them was kind of a, anyway. What are you talking about? Are you starting up again with that stuff? No, the two guys that brought the uh, stuff in my mailbox in that little car, if they want to deliver, I'll call them all the time. If they want to bring it in inside. Deliver what? Meat on a bun. Anyway, we got uh, a lot of votes on there. I don't, see, I'd like to take a bunch of calls today, okay, because I'm just, I don't know, I'm worn out from too many damn periodical uh, on what audio. Is, what does he call on audio? See, I can't remember that, although I do have a lot of stuff. Case of chickenpox puts town on alert for smallpox. Not that we're panicking, you understand, in this country. But Kansas City, did you hear this story? No. Well, you will now. Of course, when I ask you, did you hear it, that doesn't really mean that much because you're out of touch. That's right. I mean, between all the drug deals and right. getting a little action on the side from Miguel. Kansas City, Missouri, officials at St. John Hospital in Leavenworth, Kansas, quarantine their emergency room for more than five hours Monday. Hey, guess what? It's Thursday already, okay? This is from the Kansas City Star. After admitting a patient with chickenpox symptoms so severe they resembled smallpox. Although a test later confirmed the disease was chickenpox, suspicions of the potentially fatal smallpox were enough to put down put the town of Leavenworth on alert. Leavenworth's about 40 miles northwest of Kansas City, Missouri. I can only imagine what kind of a place that must be. Kansas City. You ever been there? No. I've driven through it. And maybe it's a fine place. I don't know. See, why am I judgmental like that? Don't make judgments on things you know nothing about. Kansas City might be a wonderful town, but I don't think so. Under the quarantine, no one was allowed in the emergency room, and no one was allowed out from noon to 5.30 p.m. Ambulances were diverted to Cushing Memorial Hospital, also in Leavenworth. I wonder if it's named after the famous Michigan harness driver, Ron Cushing. St. John employees who possibly would have come in contact with the patient donned gloves, protective breathing masks, and glasses or face shields. Speaking of harness drivers, I want to make this announcement, okay? With all due respect to my good, close, personal friends, Kevin Wallace and Wally Hennessy, Bruce Ranger is the best driver at Pompano Park. He just is. Okay? All right. I don't think he's that crazy about me, but I don't care. I don't take it personal, yeah, Bruce. What about Wally Hennessy? I just said, with due apologies to my friend Wally. Hey, Wally, how's it going, eh? And the great Kevin Wallace. Bruce Ranger is just, he is... Um, Phenomenal. A portion of the Leavenworth Justice Center was briefly closed after a police officer reported coming in contact with an emergency medical worker who transported the patient. Leavenworth health officials said they didn't think they overreacted. You never know nowadays, said Alan Humphreys, administrator of the Leavenworth County Health Department. 9-11 ought to have taught us that. And he's right. Don't take nothing for granted. The patient, an inmate at the U... Uh, did the, where's Moosey, man? You know, they keep promising he's going to be on there. I guess now he's going to make like a grand appearance, you know, now that they got these two scumbags. Now he's going to come out like with a band and with like a whole, you know, marching band. And they're going to have pom poms. Hey, you go, boy. Nice going, Moosey man. We done it together. Anyway, this whole thing goes on about Kansas City did this and Leavenworth did that. Isn't that where the federal penitentiary is in Leavenworth? It seems to me. That's what I heard. Good place for it. Just like that state prison in Jackson, Michigan, Jackson State Prison, right near the racetrack, not too far from it. And believe me, a lot of those drivers ought to be in it. Poll numbers are just pouring in here. If we could get numbers on the ratings as good as we do on, the, on some of these polls, we'd have a 45 share. 331 votes already. It's not even 11 o'clock, George. They've got a keen interest in you. They're monitoring you. Why were George's ratings so weak this summer? His shows are boring, 71. I love George, 88. 20 and a half percent. And the number moving up. His show blows, 45. Moe is a brutal lead in. I'll change it again. Just when I got to Moe. It started changing again. 45 say Mo is a brutal lead-in. That's the same number as his show blows. So there's many people who think your show blows. Blame a Mo for the blow. Too much ass talk, 26. 
He's an anti-Semitic little spick, 24. It was Miguel's fault. He's all the way up to 15. Oh! Nice going, Miguel. He can't compete with Howard Sperm, 13. He can't compete with Howard or Rush, 10. He mumbles, 10. He can't compete with Rush, only 4. Uh, I don't really know what this is on MTV. Meaning what? But naked people? Yeah. Hey, we got to watch uh, Leon Harris here. He might say Kirby uh, Puckett well, again. Naked yeah, I'm running the only contact him via phone. What, what channel is that? 57. 57 has got a bunch of hot naked like people. Like frat guys running around. He's not too good. No, he's not. Uh, no, no I wouldn't touch him with your hand. They had a whole swath. I wouldn't lick him with your tongue. I don't see anybody interesting. Well, you missed it. They had a parade of Well, flights. I don't want to miss it. I want to see the good people on there naked and erect and firm and running around like having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, squeezing it a little bit. That's what was going on. Do you see what was in that bulge in his pants? He was ugly though. I don't want to see anybody uh, ugly guys with bulge in their pants. Anyway, nice false alarm, George. Don't Sorry, anybody turn on MTV. And there's nothing but scabby people. Alaya, there you go. There's a real hot looking Ew. guy. <laughs> hey, Mo can tell you where you can get a good piece, pal. Maybe he'll loan you one of his. I'm so sorry I turned this on. Great expectations. Now, the obvious question is, do I check out the double chocolate chunk brownie? There's oh all God. of this food here, you know what? I know. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm, no, you're not. How, what did I eat? What do you mean you're going to get rid of it, Mr. Take it to the kitchen. Are you the goddamn food police? Yes. Don't take anything to the kitchen. Food Nazi. You'll take it to the kitchen when we're done with it. Are we done with it? No. I haven't even had a chance to get up out of the chair yet. By the way, they were, not, they were very nice to people from Quiznos. They were excellent, right? They loved They're the show. Nice. They loved us. They were just uh, friendly. Taking Shook my pictures, hand a few too many right. times, but, huh? Taking pictures. Took some pictures. I autographed a couple of pictures. They're putting us on the, uh, they're putting you on the Hall of Fame and me on the Hall of Flame. No, I, I thought that they were like big fans, but then the one guy in the background, I, didn't you hear what he said? The one I was standing no. in the corner, he looked at me and said, Flaming! Something like that. WQAM. That was the one line that was ringing, and I thought I'd give them a great chance at a lifetime. That's the raspberry line, too. That might but it's him. not him. Did we miss the raspberry? There you go, just in case we missed out. Five, six, seven, waiting for your analysis on the uh, sniper guys being arrested. Do you feel better about it? What about your analysis of how bad the Maple Leafs are and got beat by the fledgling Panthers last night? Any interest in that? How about some hockey talk? No. Like I say, you pick the subject. Whatever it is, they got nothing to say about it. Very sad. Breaks my heart. WQAM. Thanks, Mike. Mm -hmm. WQAM. No more Neil. More George. Yeah, okay. That's your buddy again. Too. Second Took time. All day long. Hates you like poison, by the way. WQAM. Neil? Yes, sir. It's your first real call of the day. How about Tampa Bay Lightning, baby? How about what? Tampa Bay Lightning. How about them? They're a good team. They're hot. They are hot. They're what? They fight maybe the Rangers. They kick their ass. You'll see how long that's going to last. I saw him play the Thrashers in the... Uh, what happened to Cavalier's knee? Is he okay? Is he playing? I think he's I think he's playing, but he's going to be sore. Um, it, yeah, I just think he do a great job. Uh, yeah, it makes me feel great that they got these guys, if, that, if they're the snipers, and they were sleeping in the van, so I think they got them. Okay, nice going. Okay, now, but the next time you call, don't say, I think you do a great job. I don't like that sucking around crap. I know I do a great job. I don't need you to tell me that. But thanks very much for a fairly rational call. And a little hockey talk. That's the end of the hockey talk. What are you laughing about? No more goddamn hockey talk or somebody out there is going to get upset and he'll be really... Blaming! We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. The Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. The following is a paid public service announcement from the International Rifle Association. Let's face it. Most of us will never be rich. Hell, we probably won't even be successful. And that's pretty damn depressing. But 
As usual, with every problem, there is a solution. Hi, I'm Jim, and I'm here to tell you a little something about handguns. They scare the shit out of people and intimidate them into giving you whatever you want. That's right, handguns. Think about it. Need some cash? Rob a bank. Don't have enough money for beer? Pull up a convenience store. Take some chips and pretzels while you're at it. It's all free if you've got a handgun. Some son of a bitch cheating on your girlfriend? Kill him. It's a simple solution to life's complex problems. All you have to do is wait the five days for it, and happiness is just around the corner. Hell, if you don't want to wait the five days, who cares? Buy the damn thing off the street. Just buy a lot of handguns. It's a great alternative to working problems out and can be considered a population controller. Yes, handguns. They just might make you famous. Kill some people. Love it, 02 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday to you. Had a great day. We got free lunch from Quiznos today, which we love Quiznos. See, I don't want Ira to get upset with me, you know, because we appreciate they brought us a lot of food. They bring to all your appearances probably this Everybody's uh, Saturday at Bill's side. No question. But. Yes. And their food is good, but not mm-hmm. like this. Not like this. Like what? Like free? No, it's also free. Not like no, this. this. Is great. Not like Quiznos. And you notice the different kinds of bread, the toasted breads? There's all, all different kinds. Not that I'm eating the bread. Am I eating the bread? No. You're witness to that. But at any rate, we thank them very much. It's nice to, and next time we need stuff like this, we'll call on Quiznos, won't we? Yes, we will. Excellent. That's something very, oh, yeah, the uh, Russian thing that you and I talked about before right. the show, which you didn't even know about. Well, how could I know about it? Nobody's talking about bunch it. A bunch of Chechnyan uh, Muslims. Chechen. A bunch of Chechnyan uh, Chechens. Took a whole 600 people hostage inside a um, symphony theater in Moscow yesterday afternoon. Last night, actually, their time. They checked the IDs. They let all of the people with Islamic names out, all the Muslims out. They let all the children out. And they've still got hundreds of other people. Evidently, they, were, they took some hostages. And one woman they just reported on CNN has been shot. How do you like that? We have, I hate to say this because I don't want to sound like some kind of a bigoted piece of crap, but we certainly do have a Muslim problem in this world, don't we? In the world. In the world, you know, and we're hearing about, well, there's 1.2 billion Muslims. Well, that's that's all well and good. Believe whatever fairy tales you want. But quit killing innocent people. That's our best suggestion, okay? Quit being a bunch of barbarians. That's our best advice. At any rate. And even these two scumbags, the snipers, turns out that they were both, uh, well, kind of like would-be. Muslimites. Uh, yeah, Muslim uh, Muslim light is what they might have been. And they were both Jamaicans. And I picked the bad day to quit sniffing glue. I guess so. Ambitious porn star gets three months. The porn star mistress of a former investment bank chairman was sentenced yesterday to three months in prison for trading on inside stock tips he gave her and sharing information with another lover. Calling herself a tough chick and an adventuresome Aries, Catherine Gannon, 33, I wonder if she was into eating ass, told reporters that while she was surprised she got prison time, the sentence would only help promote a big movie being made about her life. There's no fear here. I'm from Canada, and I can handle it, she said. Well, she's from Canada. That puts a different spin out today. i got to go. I have a cocktail waiting for me, she said. <laughs> Gannon, who's known in the adult film industry as Marilyn Starr, you know who that is? Nope. I don't either. Had pleaded guilty in Jewish. See, it's not like the old days. Boy, the old days, you knew everyone's name. You knew right. all of them, but not anymore. It just, it's, it's all like cookie-cutter stuff now. Had pleaded guilty in June to two conspiracy counts relating to the illegal use of inside information she got from James McDermott, Jr., head of the Keith, Bryant, and Woods uh, thing. Prosecutors said she earned about 80 grand in illegal profits from the trades. She remains free on a $300,000 personal recognizance bond secured by five grand in cash, which had been posted previously. 
Gannon, who has given up her passport, cannot travel outside New York State, must surrender to federal authorities in Manhattan on December 2th. No decisions have been made yet about where she'll serve her term. But I guarantee wherever she's going to serve the term, there's going to be some heavy-duty stuff going on inside there, wouldn't you think? Inside her and inside there. No doubt. What am I going to do with this brownie? Did you see this brownie? Which I, 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 I started brownie. talking about it a little while ago, and then I cut myself off intentionally because I don't oh, want to geez, get like too annoyed. deeply involved into it. What? Huh? No, I already uh, opened I see it up. That. Yeah. <laughs> now this is what they call at Quiznos the double chocolate chunk brownie for brownie hounds like me. And didn't I just mention not too many days ago that it's been a coon's age since I had good brownies or good fudge? Didn't I mention yes, that? Yes, you did. Like Grandma used to make, although she didn't make it. But it sounds good. And this has got, no, this has got like some chunks of dark, not dark chocolate, but you see what I'm saying? I, I know. Chunks of chocolate and also the Macadamia little nuts white, from here. oh, like white, the, what you call it, chocolate chips in it. Oh, yeah, just a little taste, see how it is. See, and this is not good either because it's not good for reading your bedtime stories when you're eating on the air. What? When you're in a diabetic coma? I'm not, not going to go into stories. a diabetic freaking coma, Okay. You know, this is what really kills me about you. With all the goddamn, I'm not even in the league. I'm fat, okay? I'm not in the league with the fat people we got around here. Yeah, but who cares about them? Goddamn Josh Friedman and Fat Boy waddling around with that walker. I would just, I'd pay a heavy duty to see the pictures of him on that plane. Can you see on that trip to Vegas? I guess they left yesterday oh, afternoon. Man. Can you see the scene on that plane? And I don't, and let me ask you that. Oh, I just had a vision right in the middle of my lunch. I think I'm cutting lunch short. Just suppose, because knowing what a pig he is, just suppose he has nature calling oh, while no. they're on that trip on the plane. Oh, no. Now, you know how big those airport uh, yeah. uh, planes are? I mean, the airport, uh, the, the, what am I saying? The plane uh, restrooms are? I know how small they are. Yeah, teeny tiny, with a little folding accordion door. How does a 500-pound guy with a big walker that's about six feet across, how does he get into a guy, even with a crowbar, they couldn't squeeze his fat ass in there? And if they ever did get him in there, they sure never get him out. It takes lots of butter. Oh, and I guess that, see, and I, we've discussed before about how the stuff goes out of the plane. But yeah. I can just see the, the trail. I mean, oh. if, if the FBI, for any reason, had to find our sales department, you can just see the ongoing trail right across America from southeast to, 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 to west, all the way to, to the, and in the desert. Oh, boy, talk about cow pies. Man, can you envision it? I don't, I don't want to. And knowing him and having seen him all these years, including just the other day, I can. I bet you he could keep it going all the way out there, 3,000 miles. <laughs> he has the supply. No when, in, when in doubt, <laughs> drop some out. So enjoy that brownie. Hound. I will. That's not going to deter me. I've thought of a lot. Hey, listen, at least I don't have to see him. That might I know, you've never been deterred. Or Josh Friedman. I don't have to smell him. Why is he still here, by the way, Josh Friedman? Contract. Contract. He's got a contract? <laughs> yes, he does. Get out of here. Josh Friedman's got a freaking contract for what? For food? Andrew Ashwood gave him like a hundred years. Andrew contract. Ass in the Woods? Oh, boy. Let me tell you some stories about Andrew Ass in the Woods after the break. Eight minutes after 11 at 560 WQM. Boy, this is a strange place, you know? Yes. It really is. I think instead of bedtime stories, I'm going to tell some inside stories. Like about Andrew's ass in your woods. Why were George's ratings so weak this summer, we asked. I love George, 79. He showed, that's, look at that, that's moving into first place. I'm saying it's, that so, won't last. Um, it's so cavalierly. 21.7% love your little uh, disgusting body. His shows are boring, 77. His show blows, 50. Mo is a brutal lead-in, 48. 
Too much ass talk, 26. You know, I should also put on there not enough ass talk. There you go. He's an anti-Semitic little spick, 25. It was Miguel's fault, 18. Oh! Yeah, see, too many spicks together, not good. He can't compete with Howard Sperm, 16. He can't compete with Howard or Rush, 10. He mumbles, 10. He can't compete with Rush, foe. So you kind of like moved into first place there. Am I doing the right spot? I don't think so. No, we're going to do the right spot. One moment, please. We'll get to it. It's under all the other cookies over here. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm not going to eat those other cookies. All right. Uh, you can take those. Take okay. them home. Give them to your kids. Give them to your wife. Maybe that'll work. Hey, let's face it. You've been hearing about Fast Train for a long time. I wondered if it made sense for you. Well, the facts are simple. If you have the dedication, Fast Train will provide you with the necessary training to become a certified computer professional. According to Time Magazine, the demand for computer professionals will continue to absolutely <laughs> explode. Their average student completes the training in just four short months, attending school three nights a week. Once you've completed your certification, Fast Train will assist you in getting you a brand new computer job. Fast Train invites you to come in and visit their trained career counselor and determine which track is ideal for you. Like maybe Hazel Park, Wolverine Harness Raceway. What about Lebanon? Huh? Mohawk, Woodbine. Call Fast Train, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. How about Hamburg, Buffalo Raceway? Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN to set up an appointment with four convenient locations. You'll find them now in Miami, in Pembroke Pines, Fort Lauderdale, and the brand new one in highly congested, uninhabitable Kendall. Don't forget, there's a Fast Train nearby you no matter where you live. Don't forget to ask the career counselor for a list of students like yourself that are currently in dream jobs thanks to their training at Fast Train. Get out of your dead-end job. Quit working for some putts. Call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's, Josh Friedman has a contract? 1-866-FAST-TRAIN or check him out on the web at FastTrain.com. And, and that was, uh, what's his name? Matt that Drudge. was Matt Drudge here the other day? Mike and Lowe. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM.
I care if Chris Moore don't like me? Yeah, I think he does. Don't come near me. Josh Friedman. Hey, come here, come here. Smell my finger. Don't it smell like scrotum juice, huh? Like I said, how could he still be here? You know, it's one of the great mysteries of all time. Eleven uh, sixteen at five sixty WQAM. That uh, chocolate. Uh, I'm just going to taste the oatmeal cookie. Uh, all right. Don't you love oatmeal cookies? I do. I said I'm just going to taste it, so I can give Quiznos another nice plug. Hmm. Huh? No, I mean it's not like that double chocolate thing. No. What is? Uh, you know who doesn't like chocolate? I just found out. Who's that? Miguel. Carlos. Our Carlos. Carlos. Maybe that's why he's got such a pasty complexion. I never, ever met anybody that didn't Maybe like that's chocolate. why he can't get laid. I thought it was because he was ugly. Uh, well, see, now you're the kind of bastard that would say that. Then you're going to say, because he's ugly and smells bad. You notice how I just reached in the wastebasket and pulled the rest of the oatmeal raisin <laughs> cookie? Well, no, oh, I don't want to throw it out. I know. <clears throat> well, you know what it is? When you get the raisin. Yeah. And then you, you start chewing on that, and then the full taste of the cookie mm, starts, like, exploding in your mouth. Like, squirt, squirt. Oh, yeah, it all comes together in your mouth. <laughs> Hello, George. Get out of here, you perverted old fart. Here's a fact from somebody who's not too fond of you, which is what we like. We like to mix it up a little bit. We don't, we don't like all that ass-sucking on this show, you know. Ass-eating, that's okay, but ass-sucking. Police have captured the snipers, by the way, in case you missed it. Oh! Two Jamaicans, two uh, wannabe Muslim uh, Jamaicans. Says Neil, the biggest problem George has in carrying the torch you passed to him is none of the above, but rather the fact that he can't read. Well, didn't you talk about that, that you can't yeah, read? I can't read aloud. I'm bad at it. Why is that? I just am. It's one of those things. Probably because you mumble. And fumble and bumble. It says he brings no current events to the table because his third oh, grade ability. Crap. Will you stop and let me finish, please, and before you rip this poor bastard an ass with a phony name on here? He brings no current events to the table because his third-grade abilities are best suited to ass-eating and stupid Schmidt-like cartoon discussions. You really need to get somebody else to train to take your spot when you be gone. I can take an hour of his Bible class, even an hour of his Israeli pally talk, but after that, well, the glass is not half-empty, it's just empty, says C. Ben Jones, C. Ben Run. P.S. Evelyn Woods will be calling. P.S.S. Maybe it's all of the above, too. Well, there you go, one of your fans, one of your admirers who yeah. says you can't read. You bring nothing to the table but eating ass. And the cartoons maybe did. See, if it's lunchtime, I don't bring years. ass to the table other than maybe my own, but I don't bring an ass to the table at lunchtime. Here's another fax that says, oh, should we take a call or two? They ought to be really good. WQAM. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. You are God. How you doing? Okay. Good. Well, uh, my comment on the sniper is no comment, because when the media starts getting in a frenzy like that, I sort of bury my head. Good. Good thinking. And uh, Adopt the ostrich-like stance. Exactly. Because it's just ridiculous. There's nothing to learn there. And uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, an article. Actually, it was an ad in the USA Today a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago. Mm -hmm. And it's an organization called Not In Our Name. Are you familiar with that? Not In Our Name. Sounds vaguely familiar. Well, they're basically slanted towards uh, opposed the, uh, the new policies of the uh, Bush regime ever since September 11th. You know, with uh, you know, taking people here. And yeah, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen the website, like yeah. At any rate, it's uh, something in that ilk, so I thought you might be interested in checking it out. Okay. Notinourname.net. I've been on it. Okay, great. It's excellent. Thanks a lot. Take care, Neil. There was like a real call right there. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, 20 after 11, it's October 24, 2002. Mark it down.
There was a real call from a real person right there. Holy crap. See, I always told you, if you take like a thousand calls, you get to a couple that are okay. I mean, we've had a couple of ladies that called that were okay. And we had one guy before that was uh, licking me a little bit too hard. I got tongue burn. But uh, this guy actually had something to say. Boy, that is shocking. This fact says, police believe uh, snipers have been captured. <laughs> How long can that be breaking news, you maniacs? That's certainly not News Network. Huh? You wonder why people are watching that right-wing fascist Fox News? Because at least they're entertaining in their own fascistic way. They don't want to watch you bastards because you're certainly not news. You're, you're just exploiting every human tragedy and misery and desperation. I bet you if I turned on Fox right now, they'd be talking about uh, cartoons or something. What's Fox? 63? 63? I don't think so. Oh, no, it's Ricky Ticky oh, Sanchez. He's a source in this uh, task force, and I asked him uh, if... Uh, How come he's wearing a priest collar today? ...back at me and said things look very good. He was also able to tell me that, indeed, uh, the uh, confirmation of that rifle that you were just talking about, that Pete Williams had reported, is true, that the rifle had been found. And when I asked him specifically what they needed to be able to uh, come out and tell uh, this community that, indeed, they had the two people who they thought were responsible for these uh, sniper attacks. He said they just need to make that forensics match. So with more on that, let's bring in Clint Van Zandt, somebody who knows an awful lot about this. Fill our viewers in, uh, Clint, if you would, on what officials are saying or what they mean when they say that and why it's so doggone important. I already have a homosexual relationship with Neil, so I might as well have one with you, too. Thanks a lot, Rick. Like I said, it ain't 63. That's MSNBC, although they need us to be watching, you know. The fact that you and I are both watching it, that, like, doubles their rating. Kind of like the uh, other sports stations, so-called. Hey, by the way, Jim Sarney, have somebody read the book to you, Jim. Have little Tommy Jicka sit on your lap and read you the book and show you that the Fox Sports, whatever they change the call letters to. Isn't that sad? They even changed the call letters. Yeah. yeah. They not only took that great frequency, 940, with 50,000 watts smack in the middle of your AM dial, but they changed it to WRFX, Fox. It should have been RSX, sucks, is what it should be. This what we need is another sports station in this town. <laughs> hey, I hope the Canes go out there. I don't want my team to just go out there and, like, you know, pussyfoot around. <clears throat> I want them to go out there and really kick some ass. That caller to Joe yesterday, I wanted to vomit. I was cleaning up dog crap, by the way, at the time when I heard it. And, I wanted, and I wanted to make my own pile right next to it. Foxy, I just look at that. Stormed the was theater right? Wednesday night, uh, Moscow time, uh, as we say, as an audience. They're covering that Russian thing. A popular what musical. Say, we large also heard reports that a couple of Americans uh -oh. might be among those uh -oh. hostages being held. And again, the uh, Chechen rebels demand they would like to see an end to the war with Russia. And they have said, uh, they have indicated once again that they are willing to die for that and that if uh, Russia did not begin withdrawing its troops, they would blow up uh, the theater. And in mm. fact, a little bit earlier this morning, there had been some reports of explosions at that theater. We'll continue to keep you posted on this developing international story. Thank you. Like I said, there ain't nothing like Fox News Network. No, seriously, at least they got something different on there besides that same crap. Although they're back to it now. Well, they're back to it now, yeah, but at least they got that on there. What are we seeing this morning about it on CNN? Nothing. Just a little thing on the crawler there. What? Nothing. Nothing. You can't eat with an oatmeal cookie in your mouth. That's why I'm swallowing it. Anyway, this fact... Oh, look at that. I'm munged on the fact. Mm. It says, now that the uh, Fed's authorities have possibly put an end to the D.C. sniper murder episode, let's not lose sight of the fact that nationwide, 89 Americans die every day due to rifles, guns, and handguns. That's 623. You see, I understand all of this, but... 
whoever wrote me this, uh, I hate to break the news to you. It's too late. Like Carol King said, way too late. Not only is the horse out of the barn, <clears throat> when you've got 200 million guns on the loose out there, <clears throat> when every self-respecting American has got a whole bunch of guns, when even the darkies have got guns, like in this case in the D.C. area, then there's no hope. This country is crazy people with guns and crazy people, politicians who love guns and embrace guns and embrace the people who love guns, and that's what it's all about. P.S. Forget the Larry Coker bobbleheads, one of the Neil Rogers bobblehead dolls going on sale. Now, Boca Brian was talking about that the other day, but see, we got a lot of people around here talk a big game. You know, they talk a real good game. The only problem with that is that nobody around here wants to do the work to involved to do any of these things. Or spend the money. Or spend the money. Well, even, even when I put up the money, like for the RCD every year, which we're not doing one this year, you want to put up the front money to get it going, uh, they still don't want to do it because we've got a lot of people who want to kind of wander around here and lollygag around, dick around, don't want to do the work required. And so as a result, you know, I'm just kind of left to my own resources here. So if you're worried about a Neil Rogers bobblehead doll, forget about it. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Ain't going to happen. We have no promotional. Well, i tell you what we need around here. Another train monkey. That's what we need. We just can't find one. WQAM. Hey, George. I want to talk to Neil. Hang on. So where are you calling from? Uh, Boca. Here's a call from Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Pretty good. Hey, uh, I'm waiting for my uh, Boca Brian CDs. I think they're going to be outrageous. They are outrageous. Uh, In fact, I think, I think the more you hear them, the more you're going to like them. Uh, correct. I ordered five from, uh, from Boca Brian. Great. Um, but just think, if, if Mo didn't fight you, we would never have all these bits. Right. You know what I'm saying? If he just would have went along, he is... No, but there's something you don't understand. We could be having a good time with it if he understood it. He could be enjoying it, too, see, as opposed to being uptight and psychotic and having a nervous breakdown. We could be going... You follow what I'm saying? If he would go with the flow, old Mo? Absolutely. Yeah, but he don't. Old Mo ain't going with the whole Mo flow, is what uh, he's saying. Yeah. I love you, Neil. Thanks. No, he, he's got a good point. And I, haven't I said that? We could be having a sure. blast here instead of this hostility. And he, do you realize that from 7 o'clock in the morning till that show ends, he won't come out of there? No, I, I did not realize that. Well, because, you know, I come in here in the morning and I've, sure. I've drank all, taken all my vitamins and drank a whole bunch of uh, water. And so I go and take a couple of leaks, as opposed to you that goes and takes a couple of craps in there. Well, i got to get it out of uh, I take care of that at home. I don't like taking a crap at work. I mean, not that I haven't done it, hey, but I, the first I don't want to go in the old crapper at work, man. No, I know the paper sealed at Fat Boy's been in there. I want to make sure that seat is hermetically sealed, knowing that Fat Boy and Josh Freedom have been well, in it. I know for a fact that Fat Boy only uses the handy crapper. And then when I started finding some of Mo's toe cheese hanging around the tea room in there, then I said to myself, I'm not coming in here too often. But at any rate, he, he doesn't come out of there because he might actually... actually he might interact with me in the hallway. Bump into you? Yeah. Like the day he nearly knocked you down? Yeah. See, that's not that the kind of person funny. you want to be working with. I thought I was going to get a forearm to the chest. And I do want to, ma- I want to make it very clear that virtually, I don't want to say completely, but virtually everybody in this building detests him like poison. They're on to you, okay? They're on to you, Mo. They are on to you. The people out at the stadium are on to you. The Dolphin organization, they're all on to you. You're not fooling anybody. With your arrogance and your imperious attitude and being a pompous ass, which won the poll yesterday, by the way, pompous ass. That, to me, is the definitive uh, line. That's it. Pompous ass. Forget about the content of the show. Forget about the play-by-play work. Forget about anything else. I'm talking about on a very, very gut level. A pompous ass. Do you know what I'm saying? What are you saying? He's stupid. 
28 past 11 at 560 WQM. Hey, and also forget about the hairpiece. Woo! Damn, does that thing smell bad? If you want to go around looking like that, be my guest. If you want to look great, younger and better than you have in a coon's age, pick up the phone and call my good, close, personal buddy, Charles Alfieri, who's been helping the famous and the infamous look their best for over 25 years. And even, like I said, Bob Eisenberg is looking damn near human thanks to the fact that Charlie took away that dead red muskrat and gave him like a great head of hair. He looks a hell of a lot better. And you can, too. Take away that bald spot, get some hair. The natural hairline system looks like it's going out of your scalp, which is the key. And if you call Charles out here, mention Neil Rogers, he'll knock 200 bucks off the regular price. 1-800-321-24. Uh, what is it? 1-800-321-2413. Slow down, just relax. you got a long way to go. 1-800-321-2413. And don't forget, Charlie also services and repairs all kinds of hair systems while you wait for only 25 to 30 bucks. If he sees like a dead muskrat on uh, your head, he might actually kill it for you. 1-800-321-2413 or log on to his infamous worldwide website at charlesalfieri.com. Live and local. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. With the sewer of this place. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, Chevron Mooley. With your funky yellow teeth so far apart. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, what you be doing? Fascist like that token Schwarzer's dog. Is you day cause you a high-toned boot-lip Negro? Is you the blackie and your mammy who be smart? <coughs> Does they like how you shine their shoes underneath Junior say he trust you, Condoleezza. To sell our allies on the greedy oil wall. But then he make you clean all the White House bathrooms. The public sink, the toilet, and then scrub the floor. They tell you don't wear sandals. Condoleezza, your cold chip toenails make them warm rich and pure. Your nappy leg hair looks just like it be Velcro. <coughs> the GOP want you to be that token Yes. One day while you be flipping pancakes, you may realize. That they're treating you just like your esterone. That's when your head will move from side to side. Condoleezza. Yeah, Until Bush and Rummy, they be cracker assholes. 11.35 at 5.60. Don't forget to go to neilrogers.com and pick up Restitution and Mo Bits Volume 1, Boca Brian. That's not on there, by the way. Condoleezza. That'll be on the next one. Too new. Well, it was too brand new. But it's well worth it at uh, ten times the price. Those are moving like hotcakes, by the way. On our poll today on NeilRogers.com, while you're in there buying Boca Brian CDs, you can also cast your vote. Why were George's ratings so weak, so dismal, so bitterly disappointing this summer? 
I love George, 87. 21.4% is in first place, unlike the meager 4.5% that Mo got when we asked the same question about his uh, horrible ratings yesterday. 4.5%. Well, these are uh, other trained monkeys like me, so what well, do you know? Oh, I see. Yaman. His shows are boring, 84. Mo is a brutal lead in 57. His show blows, 56. He's an anti-Semitic little spick, 30. Too much ass talk, 27. It was Miguel's fault, 21. Oh! Nice going, Miguel. He can't compete with Howard Sperm, 18. He can't compete with Howard or Rush, 11. He mumbles, 11. He can't compete with Rush, only four. How do you like that? So you match up with Rush, although I guess your hearing's probably a little bit better. What? Speaking of that, oh, what a great lead-in. Condoleezza Rice and the president have lost their way. What a tremendous lead-in. Nice job, Neil. Thank you. By Alan Gilbert on the acommondreams.org website, which is a real good one. Twenty-five years ago, when I started to teach at the University of Denver, he writes, Condoleezza Rice took five seminars with me, including Just and Unjust Wars. Joseph Corbel, Madeleine Albright's father, and I also supervised her year-long independent project on music and politics in the Soviet Union. Rice was a thoughtful and bold student whom I thought it was a privilege to teach. As National Security Advisor today, Condoleezza Rice has spoken forcefully for discarding outmoded Cold War doctrines. She defended President Bush's scrapping of the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty on the grounds that Russia is no longer the enemy of the U.S. Abandoning that treaty occasions no direct harm to either Russians or Americans. President Bush's new first-strike doctrine similarly attempts to abandon an older approach, but here the National Security Advisor and the President have lost their way. The main crime of war is aggression. It's initiating a deliberate armed attack against another state, putting its people to the sword. Over more than 2,000 years, diverse cultures, ancient Greek, Christian, Jewish, Islamic, have rightly named aggression as the central crime of war. Article 51 of the U.N. Charter enshrines self-defense against aggression in international law. In the New York Times, September 22nd, Professor Bruce Ackerman noted that those, through signing the founding documents of the U.N., the United States has also legally outlawed aggression as the highest law of the land. But to bar aggression, mass murder by the state, is no more con uh, controversial than to prohibit murder. Professor Ackerman spoke of Bush's error as only one of legal unilateralism, a violation of two generations of international law to which the U.S. is a signatory. More deeply, however, the central moral judgment made historically by every culture about the horrors of war underlies these treaties. Secretary of State Powell has defended a supposed American right to take out Saddam Hussein as part of a presidential repertoire of tools, a preemptive war. But the idea of a preemptive war is to head off the immediate threat of armed aggression. No showing of immediacy, or for that matter significant new evidence, has been introduced by the Bush administration or British Prime Minister Blair. If President Hussein threatened a nuclear attack on Tel Aviv next week, if he had provided al-Qaeda with nuclear or chemical weapons to be involved in a likely attack on L.A. this November, the Bush administration would still have to show that wiping out Baghdad, taking several hundred thousand innocent lives, would be an effective measure of prevention. For that vast taking of life would be a crime equivalent to the horror it supposedly seeks to prevent. Nonetheless, with significant evidence and serious argument, a preemptive strike, despite its horrors, could potentially be justified as self-defense. Now, Saddam Hussein is a brutal dictator. He's used chemical and biological weapons supplied to him by the U.S. and with U.S. officials turning a blind eye and attacking Iran and the Kurds. But for more than a decade, defeated Iraq has been subjected to famine and impoverishment through U.N. boycott and a purging of weapons through U.N. inspections. Neither evidence nor plausible argument exists that Hussein is an immediate danger to the U.S., under the first President Bush, the U.S. created an international coalition to reverse Iraq's aggression against Kuwait, but the second President Bush proposes, international coalition or not, to wage aggression against Iraq. Further, the Bush uh, doctrine announces this aggression as a prelude to the potentially unending string of future aggressions. Bush policies already licensed the Russian oppression of Chechnya, which the U.S. government used to condemn.
It might justify Indian invasion of Pakistan or the opposite. It destroys the most significant moral as well as legal feature of international law. This past weekend in London, several hundred thousand people demonstrated against the Bush war in Iraq. In Italy, 50,000. In Washington, 20,000. In Denver, 3,000. But even internationally, many people have not yet found the right name for their unease at the war. When they realize that aggression and not unilateralism is that name, this movement will become much more massive. Yet there's still time for the Bush administration to alter its relentless plans for belligerents to renew serious weapons inspections in Iraq, to proceed with a decent respect for international law and the opinion of humankind. As the overwhelming military power in the world, the Bush administration proposes a doctrine of unending aggression against sovereign states and arrogant military superiority. This policy won't make any of us feel more secure getting on an airplane or walking near a public building. Worse yet, we'll have on our hands the blood of a large number of innocents. Alan Gilbert is a democratic theorist and author most recently of Must Global Politics Constrain Democracy. He's John Evans, professor of international studies at the University of Denver. How do you like that? And he wrote that piece saying Condoleezza and the president have lost their way. Get him a compass and a road map. No, God they, damn it. They know exactly what they're doing. He said it's in the bag, Dad. 20 till noon at 560. We got the mad dog at one. Joe Z and Donnie. Uh, I almost said Donnie B. Well, that applies. Donnie B. Jr. Huh? That's his name, Donnie B. Jr. Are going to be on from 3 to 6.30 with Bino. Oh, Joe Zagaki and Bino, I'm leaving. I'm out. Wow. Joe Zagaki. You know that the promo we played, that one where he said, yeah. I'm Joe. Hey, this is Don Bailey Jr. I'm Joe Zagaki. Wow. Man, can't complain about his personality. He ain't got one. Sitco's Panther preview is 6.30. 7 o'clock, the Panthers at the Islanders. Wow, on the pond. After that thrashing of the pathetic make-believes last night in Toronto. Boy, that city, they must be crapping their pants. They must be having voodoo dolls of Bill Waters and Ken Dryden and Pat Quinn. They must be going up and down Young Street screaming for blood in Toronto, eh? Eddie K. after the hockey game, Joe and Mark overnight with more ass talk. That's why they had that bad number, man. Too much ass. Everybody likes a little ass, but too much ass, yeah, bad man. Ass summer. Oh, starts to stink the joint out like their numbers. Are they aware? Did you speak to Joe? No, not since we found out. Mm. You, he probably. And remember, he was. I don't know here, when he's awake. Every time I try to call remember, him, he was in here the other day, very, and I asked him about that right. on Tuesday, and he was very laid back. He must have had a premonition that their numbers were going to suck. He must have had like one of like they're always having on passions. Like charity's always having these premonitions of evil things going to happen. I think the evil spirits got to their show. Because, man, you couldn't find their audience with a, the same compass and roadmap we're loaning to Condoleezza. Sorry, Joe, they got dibs on it. Hey, you want to find a great Chinese buffet? Look no further than the Emerald Coast. Boy, is this a great place. If you're frustrated, if you're desperate, if you're tired of all the crap in this town, just go over there and pig out. Just get a trough full of food. They have three locations for you. They're in Sunrise, North Miami Beach, and a new location in Pembroke Pine. Just like me with that cookie, those cookies I just ate. I feel great. You believe me? Good. No. Now my blood sugar's starting to go up. It was damn good, though. Thank you again to Quiznos, man. Good lunch. Right? Da excellent. Ken Malden's having a little bit in there. Muff is having 20 or 30 sandwiches. Put a platter in the kitchen. There's a platter in the kitchen, by the way, for the staff. There's a platter in the kitchen of some great Quiznos staff, all you uh, stiff, uh, stuff people. Start your mouth-watering experience at the Emerald Coast with six different mouth-watering soups. Sample dozens of succulent entrees, not just Oriental stuff, but all kinds of other goodies, too. Oriental surf and turf on the weekends with Alaskan King Crab, New York Strip Steak. Made to order, believe it or not, the Gourmet Center, that sizzling Asian grill, featuring teriyaki steak, shrimp, chicken, seafood, even hand-carved prime rib that melts in your old puss. The Emerald Coast Buffet promotes healthy living, too, cooking all of their fine cuisine with cholesterol-free oils, no MSG, no crap. Their buffet features a full salad bar, a new sushi bar, and fresh shrimp cocktail. 
One requirement, take along your crowbar and make some room in your pants for dessert because they got a dessert bar that's outstanding, featuring pies, cakes, pastry, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, even watermelon, baby. Don't forget to spit out the seeds. Emerald Coast, there's Sunrise, uh, Pine Island 44th, Collins Avenue, just north of 163rd, North Miami Beach, and at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Road in Pembroke Pines. They accept reservations, takeout and delivery are available as well. Call 954-572-3822. That's 954-572-3822 for more info on the Emerald Coast and look for their new Oriental Chicken Salad, too. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Give Ricky a blow. George, George, Jorge Rodriguez, big producer guy. He's uncircumcised. George, George, Jorge Rodriguez, cryptic son of a bitch. Don't give him no sh. Boss like Neil, he's got a great deal, free food and a brand new set of wheels. If you got the balls to give him a call, just remember that he won't take your crap. He's George, George, Jorge Rodriguez, clean as he can be. You won't find no cheese, don't give him no... QAM, what do you want? George... I was just thinking, you know, I'm amazed at what a great guy can sometimes be. Because even after he tried to get you fired, now I'm up in Toronto, all that hysteria that went on, my having to be desperately on the phone with Muff and this one and that one and Norm Kenton back and forth, even after that whole episode, and I came back to town yeah. on June 3rd on his birthday, and he sent the Beast in here as his messenger. Remember the Beast? Right. Oh, uh, you know, Howard uh, would invite you to come in and wish him a happy birthday. Talk about a self-serving old fart, man. Invites me to come in and wish him a happy birthday. And then I walk in there and he sits there with his head down in his papers like uh, he's going to do me a favor to look up. I extend a hand of friendship. I wish him a happy birthday because i got to work with the old fuddy-duddy, you know. So I made an effort. And then he invites me to sit on the air with them. You remember that morning? And I right. thought it was kind of amusing and had a little fun with them. And right away he took, well, I don't know what it was, took exception to whatever that was all about because I was having some fun with him. Right. Oh, you're not allowed to. I see, because I didn't genuflect and kiss his goddamn hairpiece. So he came he in. All offended he, by you that. recall he came in here while we were getting ready to do the show during one of their breaks, and he said to me with a straight face, oh, I had heard from uh, one of the... Uh, uh, lower Powers level, that are, yeah. Oh, lower level, yeah. Uh, not by name, see, because there can't be any names, because everything has to be cloak and dagger with people like him. Heard from one of the lower level people that uh, you wanted to have a truce. I said a truce about what? In other words, how do you have a truce if you're not fighting a war? He's fighting a one-sided war against the whole world. This guy. I'm not fighting any war. I said. I said. You mean Greg told you? No, it was some lower level person. And there's no way it could be a lower-level person. What he was referring to was the call from Greg and the station attorney to our attorney, Norman Elliott Kent, begging me to lay off because he couldn't handle it and his wife couldn't handle it. Remember those days? Oh, that's nice to hide behind your wife. Yeah. And so I laid off for a couple of days, and I come back down here, and I even try to, like, you know, make the best of it of a bad situation. And he still couldn't do it. And then when he looked me straight in the eye when I went in and says, you know, uh, but, George, you know why you're still here? I said, why is that, Howard? I should have said Mo. And, he had, and by the way, it drives him up the wall when people call him Mo. It drives him, just like when the guy called in yesterday morning, he called Goldie Geldy. What did you call him? Another one of them trained monkeys. 
It's Goldie. See, the one thing he don't he don't have it like Joe Rose used to call him Gold. You know that that used to send right. me. Hey Gold. You know the the sports, the hand on the ass, the towel snapping, locker room kind of stuff. Hey Gold. You know that. But at any rate, even that got him upset. But when he looked me in the eye and said, because I did the right thing, I backed off. And right there, that was the smoking gun. That's all I needed. That was like coming right out and saying, hey, guess what? I was really did try to get George fired, in spite of all the denials by people who wound up being in rubber rooms for a couple of months. That's right. So you're not fooling anybody, Mo, okay? Everybody here's on to you. And even in spite of that, we still hope you throw a number in there every once in a while, so maybe we can make a few bucks off your pathetic show. Mo. Well, we beat up on him yesterday. Today we're letting you beat up on George. Beat up on me all the time, so that's nothing new. No, we want the calls. We think uh, this song, you know, I take a minute. Don't don't ever accuse me of not doing that. And, then, of course, I do whatever the hell I want anyway. 442 votes. It's not even noon yet. We're going over 500 during the show. Put that mode of shame. You got 950 votes yesterday. I think you'll go over 1,000. Why were George's ratings so dismal this summer, so weak, so lame, so ah, disappointing? Marginal, especially that 9 o'clock hour. Boo. I love George, 95. 21.4% is leading. His shows are boring, 92. His shows blow, or his show blows. His show be blowing, 65. Mo is a brutal lead in 61. <laughs> He's an anti-Semitic little spick, 31. Too much ass talk, 28. It was Miguel's fault, 23. Miguel's doing pretty good on here. He can't compete with Howard Sperm, 19. He can't compete with Howard or Rush, 12. He mumbles, 11. 11. And he can't compete with Rush, 5. Now, here's the facts. Now, I want you to look at the handwriting. Oh, yeah. Chronic. Chronic. This is the most chronic factor in the history of the human race. Usually complimentary toward me anyway, but but that holds no water. You know what I'm saying? In fact, this is I think the one that got all upset last time I did the uh, the um, one hit wonder thing. Remember? Oh yeah. When I was here. Oh, this is terminal. Don't do it. Like like he's going to direct the whole goddamn show. That's what I love about so many of the people out there in the audience. They're the program director. They're the orchestrator. They're pulling all the strings. You know, just just uh, you know, step in the goose along to whatever I tell you. No thanks. Anyway, he said, and look at the long list. This will take us up till midnight. Neil White, George really sucks. A true listener's honest opinion. A chronic faxer's honest opinion. Chronic. Talk about having too much time on your hand to write a, a missive like this. Even the goddamn sniper didn't leave a message this long. One. Most considered George a cabana boy type, a slightly chunky fag dude. What? Slightly chunky fag dude? He's not fag. He's not chunky. He's not uh, cabana boy. Or any of these things. We're Cabana Boy? Ooh, maybe Havana Boy, not Cabana Boy. I think that's what he's getting at. Two, George's voice is good for talking up elevator music. Three, I see this is just, this is just crap. This is pathetic. Just a few thoughts, George. Make us a sandwich. Oh, very weak. Don't ever fax me again, okay, because your writing is so telltale, it'll go right in the old trash can. I mean, you can rip George all you want, but do a good job of it. This stuff ain't even funny. It's not even like Louis Nye. It's not even up to that standard. 5670560, pound 560 on 8. Oh, what's this? What's this? Dear Mr. Rogers, I believe you're mistaken about the reason for the failure of the QM Morning Drive show. How did I miss this? Oh, this is another chronic faxer. 
It is not Howard David that's bringing the show to a grinding halt by 6.06 a.m. every day. His professionalism is unquestionable. This business about professionalism, boring. See, somebody can be very professional but be boring at the same time. Do you know what I'm saying? With their stentorian delivery, it can be very boring. But anyway, it goes on to say his voice rings true with every point he successfully makes. Mr. David's character is without a doubt beyond a modicum of criticism. His character? Is this somebody that knows him? No. This is one of our chronic factors. I think it's him. The real reason for the show's demise is that surely little sidekick of his, Stevie, when will his nads drop Goldstein? I cringe every time he pipes up to say something, especially if it goes against Howard's always correct opinion. Mrs. Goldstein is the one who needs to be replaced immediately, if not sooner. Sincerely and anonymously. This is just uh, trying to be cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And on the <laughs> See, I didn't look on the bottom. It is cute. Because on the bottom, it's written, from the desk of H. David. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I knew it had to be going somewhere because it's from one of our good faxers. <laughs> Did you see the graphics on the thing on the book? Could you see no. it? Very fancy schmancy. <laughs> Excellent job. You're forgiven. <laughs> oh. You know, the one guy that called earlier, he had it right on the head. I mean, even the listeners can see it. If he if he just was having fun, this would be fantastic. Like the one day, do you remember the first day when Greg brought him in here? I was back from Toronto for like right. one of my very short but still too long visits. And he brought him in here, and at that point, we'd been making fun about the uh, plaid pants and the bad wig, and you had mentioned all of these things. And I made, I embellished him a little bit. Anyway, Greg brings him in, introduces him, and he stands right there in front of that microphone, and Boca Bryant had just done a new bit about him. And I fired it up, and he stood there. He laughed so hard, I thought his piece was going to fly off. I mean, ho, 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 And Greg was laughing and chuckling, ho, 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 like we had just uh, all made up and kissed, you know. Remember that? Of course. See, that's how it could be. But don't you dare call me that by that name, and but that's Goldie, that not Gildy. you were talking about earlier, which I listened to. I thought it was great. It sounded like you were both having fun and bonding and everything that, like that's that. That's what I thought. And then you come back in here, and the reports that we get, he was psychotic. You know what he that would be like, rage. having sex with somebody for the first time, and you thought it was the greatest lay you ever had in your life. Right. And then, you like, off, an hour off. later, you find out that she's saying, that was the worst piece of ass I ever had in my life. Yeah, I mean, what is that? Right. while you're telling yourself off. Man. Three minutes till noon at 5.60. Speaking of ass, boy, I'll tell you, Jeff Cohen, he's the ass man at Pizza Loft. If you don't believe me, just go over there and ass him. He'll tell you. And we got two locations of the Pizza Loft. Now, I don't, I don't want to downplay the original one in Broward County because that's uh, the mainstay on University Drive right behind Pier 1 Imports with acres and acres of free parking up there. They keep adding more tables. The place keeps getting bigger and better all the time. I saw there a banner on the way to the track last night, the Pizza Loft banner. Kids eat free Wednesday night. At any rate, the number for takeout and delivery at the Pizza Loft in Davie is 954-916-8880. 954-916-8880. Three different kinds of great pizza, all kinds of great pasta. All your favorites are there, delicious and fresh, gigantic portions, the best garlic rolls in the world, and even Marcy tells us that's the case. Every Monday is lasagna night at the loft. Every Tuesday is eggplant night. Buy one of these dinners on these nights. Get the second for only 5 bucks. Wednesday, like I just said only moments ago, kids eat free with adults. They can see Jeff's famous magic show as they whip it out for them. And Thursday, like tonight, is bike night at the lot. Come on a motorcycle, buy one dinner, get the second for half price. And all of these specials are good at both locations. The second, the newest location, in Plantation, right behind Walgreens, corner of Knob Hill and Sunrise, in the famous Walgreens Plaza there, whatever the hell we call it. And the number for takeout or delivery there is 954-382-1999. 382-1999. And like I told you the other day, after Marcy and I had our famous meal in there, food is the same great quality, it's all fresh, the portions are unbelievably gigantic, and you're absolutely going to love it. Now, what is this thing about? Well, we'll, we'll find out. Because when Skippy comes back, I'm sure he'll get right on top of that. <laughs> 
So when in doubt, check it out. The brand new world famous pizza loft on the corner of Nob Hill and Sunrise, right beyond Walgreens in prestigious plantation where some people still speak English, but not too many. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. This is Dave Goldstein, but you can call me Geldy. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to, wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12 to 1 hour. And that's why I think the Jets will have a champion can talk. This is the beast. I said shut up, fatso. But you're like a father to me. You don't talk till I'm done talking. When I'm done talking, then you talk. Okay, I'll... Hey, beast, come here. What? Come here. I want you to meet a friend of mine, Mr. Golf Club. <laughs> why, I ought to... <laughs> I'm going to show you the business end of this thing. Come in. <laughs> This court sentences you to 20 years in Oz. What'd you info? I, uh, tore a tag off my mattress. Uh, looks like we'll be, uh, bunkmates. Uh, the name's Mo Howard David. Star of stage, screen, and paradise. What's yours? Nick owes me coffee. Hmm, you got so tan. Right, thank you. Uh, hey, look at that. What are you doing? So powder and drill, huh? Right? I'm going to make you my woman. Hey, nobody will stop him. You God! 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 Alright, shower time. You got ten minutes. Well, who's to be safe in here? Yo, bow tie. Yo, man. Get a load of our new Linda Blair over there. Hey, so is pretty. Oh, okay. Hey, don't embarrass me like that. Do you know who I am? Go come and bend over and pick it up now. All right. But I expect a written apology on my desk. Can I broom handle bow tie? Hell, old broom handle. I'll take the front. Get I'll see you now. Thanks. Well, Mr. David. Hello, Warden. Oh, Jack. Jack Warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, Warden. Yes? I keep getting raped. Oh, isn't that a shame? I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody. Now, drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad. This is Oz. Favors don't come cheap. Yo, yo, yo. Let's rate Mo. Radio Big Shot. That's how we pass the time away in the gay old jail of Oz. 1203 at 560 WQM. The Mad Dog will be back from Michigan today after a well-deserved day off yesterday. It's always well-deserved, and it's very often. Let's go on. Bushmaster 223 rifle was found behind the front seat of that car, by the way. The suspect's vehicle, which they just towed away. You see it? The vehicle? That beat-up yeah. beat old Chevy Caprice vehicle. Bushmaster 223 rifle. Do you think there's something symbolic that it was a Bushmaster? How do you like that? Maybe the Bushmeister knows about that Bushmaster. But at any rate, here's a disgusting story somebody just faxed in. Another one of our bedtime stories. Burglar vandalizes dorm room at UM. You'll love this. Upon returning to his room at 5.30 a.m. Sunday at the Heck Dorms. Is this from the, uh, oh, it's from the Herald. At the Heck Dorms on the U of M campus, student Brian Angst smelled a foul odor. I guess it gave Brian Angst some angst when he smelt it, smelt it. He looked around and noticed that someone had entered the room, and defecated and urinated in his bed in the room and in the hallway. Ah, those college kids, what a bunch of kidders. His roommate, Jeff Grant, was sleeping while the incident took place. Angst was unable to tell if anything had been stolen. His roommate was sleeping while the incident took place. Somebody sure. came in and took a crap and peed on his bed, and his roommate was sleeping? Right. I guess they're going to probably have to test the stool to find out. Now, do you do a DNA test? And if it turns out to be your stool, I think you're kicked out of school. Huh? <laughs> Isn't that the deal? I mean, we know this is bogus to begin with because there is no University of Miami. There are no dorms. There are no students. There are no classes. There are no textbooks. There's only a bunch of ball clubs. 
mainly the football team. And I want my team to go out there and really kick some ass on Saturday. I don't want some mamby-pamby kind of... That guy yesterday, man, he's so typical of you sports nerds, you guys. Man, I think I'm hung like a butterfly. These guys must be hung like a mosquito. Talk about lack of any kind of self-worth or respect or anything. Their whole value in life. And by the way, now that the I was really remiss on Monday not mentioning this. Remember how blessed we were last week to be in South Florida? Blessed. I guess after the Dolphins shellacking and an embarrassing performance by Ray Don't Call Me Homie Lucas on Sunday, I guess we're not quite as blessed as we were the week before, especially since the Hurricanes had a bye week, didn't play no games against no girls' school. So there were no victories last weekend. I guess we're not as blessed as we used to be, you know. Cursed. It's a yeah, we're cursed, aren't we? We're cursed down here. I talked to people all over the country, you know, when they said we're cursed down here. And in that case, I said, you know, you got a point. I think you're on to something. The imminent death of American democracy starting in Missouri, writes Harvey Wasserman. Who's Harvey Wasserman? Some guy who writes on CommonDreams.org. Well, I'm looking on the bottom to see if it says who he is, which it usually says. I don't see it. At any rate. He's got a good point. In fact, maybe there's another page to this. Do you think I threw it out? Maybe on the on the next page on the bottom it would say who he is. When in doubt. Oh, look at this. It had a lot of uh, faxes, by the way. Here's one that says, rest in peace, happy Purim lady. We're all very upset about that. Yes, she was are. wonderful. Everybody loved her and we're upset. But it's one of those things that seems to be going around these days. You know what? Part of life. People dying. It happens. Anyway, 200 years of American democracy could definitively end November 5, starting in Missouri. No matter what happens in the overall election, the race for the U.S. Senate seat for Missouri will determine who controls the Congress on November 6. Should incumbent Democrat Gene Carnahan lose, the Republicans will immediately take control of the U.S. Senate. They could then use a lame duck session to destroy the last vestiges of the American system of checks and balances. They're confident this will happen and are spending millions of dollars to make sure it does. The upper chamber is now divided between 50 Democrats, 49 Republicans, and one brave independent. Elected as a Republican, Vermont's Jim Jeffords chose independence in face of the Bush blitzkrieg. His profile and courage is stamped on the last check and balance in American government. With a ruthless, hard-right cabal in charge of the executive branch, the Republicans have moved to complete their definitive conquest of the judiciary and the media. The U.S. court system is now thoroughly dominated by conservative Republicans. Their Supreme Court installed Bush in the White House after the disputed 2000 election, which Bush lost by more than a half a million votes nationwide. Another horde of prospective right-wing judges is now poised to finish transforming the judiciary from the civil liberties safety net it was just a few decades ago to a hollow rubber stamp for executive privilege. The national media is a mirror image dominated by six major corporations. The major print, TV, and radio outlets convey a ceaseless barrage of right-wing uh, bio... What's that? Oh, blovi bloviators. <laughs> the print's not too good. Right-wing bloviators. I love that. What minor balance remains comes through the Internet and a few isolated talk radio shows. Like good old... Oh, God. That's right. There have been many times in U.S. history, especially during the Civil War and World Wars I and II, when executive power has been close to absolute. In each case, the public understood the problem to be temporary, and so it was. But today's GOP has declared as permanent its anti-terrorist assault on individual freedoms. The U.S. Patriot Act has extinguished the Bill of Rights and gave American democracy, or that gave American democracy its birth. The administration holds sacred only the Second Amendment, which guarantees the right of the sniper who's been terrorizing the nation's capital to bear arms. Bush's commitment to other traditional American liberties is expressed by mass anti-terror imprisonments in Cuba and elsewhere without identifying the victims, charging them or allowing them legal counsel. 
The administration's relentless attack on traditional American freedoms has been somewhat slowed by the Democrats' razor-thin Senate majority. They've controlled the committees, the majority leadership, and thus the Senate's basic agenda. But that could end on Election Day. If Carnahan loses to Republican former Representative James M. Talent, Talent will immediately take her seat. On November 6th, the Senate would be compromised, or comprised rather, of 50 Republicans and 49 Democrats plus Jeffords. The tie-breaking vote, of course, would be owned by Vice President Dick Cheney. Republican activists can barely contain themselves. Ironically, the seat was contested in 2000 by John Ascroft, the current hard-right attorney general. Ascroft left, lost to Mel Carnahan, the Democratic ex-governor who died in a plane crash shortly before the election. Gene Carnahan was then appointed to fill the seat on an interim basis. Should she lose November 5, the Republicans will immediately call a lame duck session. The push for right-wing judiciary appointments would proceed. So would new tax cuts for the very rich and severe restrictions on liability lawsuits by victims of corporate negligence. Also on the docket might be an energy bill including major subsidies for nuclear power and fossil fuels, drilling in the Alaska National Wildlife Refuge, and other anti-planetary assaults. The lame duck agenda would technically be subject to filibuster in today's Senate that takes 60 votes to get cloture and pass any legislation. But if the Republicans could use their regained committee control, they could force stalled right-wing appointments onto the floor of the Senate. Filibustering could block their final approval in the lame duck session, but holding them back in the future would not be easy. And with control of the both houses of Congress, even for a relatively brief lame duck session, the Republicans will hold absolute power over the American government. Already, the Republican route of the feeble Dashiell Gebhardt leadership is virtually complete. The Democrats' unwillingness to support Senator Robert Byrd's filibuster against Bush's Iraqi war powers sealed that victory, as did the Democrats' failure to investigate Bush-Cheney stock abuses at Harkin and Halliburton. Bush's ruthless mastery of the Iraqi war card shut the collapse of the American economy out of the 2002 election debate, protecting the GOP from the usual midterm gains of the opposition party. This year, the anemic Democrats will be lucky to hold their own. Whether Bush actually attacks Iraq remains to be seen. At the very least, he's helped reignite a global anti-war movement. But the Democrats have already handed him a blank check to make war on whoever he wants to abroad and against the Constitution at home. If Gene Carnahan loses in Missouri November 5, the last vestige of American democracy will be gone. And a tear forms in your eye, in the corner of your eye. And you start singing, Oh, Canada! Something like that. Ich bin ein Canadian. It's 11 after noon at 560 WQM. You know, I really didn't want to get out of bed this morning because I knew I had to come here. Well, also because I had a really super night's sleep on my bed last night from dial mattress That's where I get my mattresses. If you woke up this morning feeling cranky, nasty, maybe you heard some emotion, or maybe like you didn't sleep at all, then do what I always do, call 1-800-MATTRESS. That's the number four, dial a mattress. Hello, George. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll be guaranteed a great night's sleep. Dial a mattress carries the top brand, uh, brands, brains in the world like Sealy, Certus, Simmons, King Coil. I'll tell you, I'm not eating on the air anymore, okay? That's, that's another reason why the show's so good in Toronto. I don't eat on the air, and I lose weight. Thanks again to Quiznos, but don't do it again. That means the mattress you want is in stock available for immediate delivery dial a mattress. Recently, they set up the lovely Miguel with a new bed. He's loving it. And by the way, while they were there, they set up a secret camera in the corner of Miguel, and they sent me the pictures. The fo oh, he didn't know that. The folks at Dial a Mattress did what they said they would. No BS, no excuses, no bait and switch, just comfortable, relaxing night's sleep for Miguel and his uh, personal friends every night, all of them. When the crew from Dial a Mattress got to Miguel's house, they took away the crappy old bedding, set up the great new mattress, so don't be tempted by stores going out of business who can't deliver, because now through the end of the month, Dial a Mattress offers you free delivery. You can get free Dial a Mattress delivery in just two hours or in any given two-hour window you provide, depending on where you live, like 11 to 1, noon to 2, 1 to 3, 2 to 4, 3.30 to 5.30, etc. 
And don't forget now, for a limited time, like I said, delivery is free. So sleep like a baby like me and Miguel do, unfortunately, very far apart. Call one, at least a couple of feet. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, for Dial-A-Mattress, brand name beds for busy, hot people. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. You go back to Canada, you Jew bastard. Day to quit sniffing glue. 1217 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday to you. We got the mad dog who had those big numbers in the summer book, and George ain't too happy about that. Why wouldn't I be happy about that? Because you would rather that he would have had a decent book, but you would have had the bigger number in there. I would love to have had a big number, but I love the mad dog. I want him to have tens. Don't start the saying on the air where you didn't say off the air. You said he was a real backstabber. <gasps> now, I'm just kidding about that. Did you just relax? <laughs> just relax. We all love the MIG, uh, the MIG bag. The MIG dog. The MIG bag. But it's just that if he would have had, like, maybe a point lower and you would have had those two points in there, it would have, like, maybe goosed us up to the top there instead of you losing our bonus for the second year in a row. God. I'm sorry. Man. Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to scrape enough money together to get out of town. Mad Dog, one to three. Joe Z and Donnie B. Jr. Don Bailey Jr., the flying carpet guy. They'll be on from three to six thirty. And if that isn't exciting enough, as part of that extravaganza from five to six, you got the Beano Meister, probably the worst radio in history. Sitco's Panther preview is six thirty to seven. The Panthers at the Islanders who try to make it three in a row at seven tonight. Now that the Panthers are beating up on all them girls teams, Atlanta and the Maple Leaf, Maple Leaf. Eddie K after the hockey game and Joe and Mark overnight. You notice the uh, the NHL is actually living up to their promise. They have uh, followed. The, they're calling a lot of penalties. They're doing what they're doing. They're opening up the game and. The games are like fast, two hours and 15, two hours and 20 minutes, and it's great. Oh! Nobody's going to a lot of them, but that's beside the point. I just don't think that for the uh, foreseeable future, based on all the stuff that's been going on last year plus, spectator sports aren't quite what they used to be. And even look at the trouble we had selling out the Bills game here right up to the last minute. Channel 4 had about the last, whatever, I think a 1,000 seats to sell out the Dolphin Bills game. I mean, football, where the people down here would tell you, oh, man, this is, we live in, yeah, right, yeah, tell me another one, okay? All they got to do is lose one game, and right away they're finger-pointing and crying, and, oh, gee, we used to be so blessed down here, and now, now we're cursed. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT and Verizon line. We took some calls today. We had a couple of pretty good ones, right? One. Couple. Couple. And then we had a few uh, mouth breathers, just a little varieties of spice of life, and that's what these people like, because they basically have nothing to say, so they make noises. WQAM. Howard David is the reincarnation of Adolf Hitler. I, see, what is that? Is that clever? Is it cute? 
I mean, if you want to take a shot at Mo, that's fine, but that's that's below the belt, okay? Below the belt. So guess what, sir? You're an asshole. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T, and and just the voice, the tone in the voice. That's South Florida. I wish I would have left that on the air. That's the, the this town. Chronic. Deadhead, deadhead, chronic deadhead. Like that sixty cycle tone, like the Sandy Payton show. <laughs> that's it. That's this town. WQAM. Yeah, can I get on with Neil? You're on with him. Neil, how you doing? Great. I uh, just wanted to know about this Iraqi thing. Um, about three weeks ago, I saw I saw George Bush on TV, and he finally came out with it and said, "After all, this is the guy who wanted to kill my father." Yeah, that's right. Did you see that? Dad, my yeah, dad. Tell my I just dad. To make sure you saw Kill daddy. Yeah, I seen it. All right, thanks, Neil. And I lost two all meals right. over it too. Thank you. Yeah, the guy to try to kill daddy. Now we got to get even. We'll show you a thing or two, pissant. WQAM. QAM, hello. See, that the, the, the phone calls is just, uh, it's an exercise in stupidity and morbidity. WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. Listen, uh, what's going on with Bin Laden? You know where he is? Yeah, he's right next door. WQAM. You won't be happy until Saddam. Goes. He's over at the uh, donut shop. Yeah, that's three times for him. WQAM. QAM. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, your balance, apparently, on the Boca Brian bit between the voice and the uh, music sometimes completely uh, uh, makes it impossible to understand what they're saying. On the Can old Canada bit, uh, we couldn't hear anything. First of all, that wasn't, first of all, that wasn't the Boca Brian bit that I just played the oh, old, Can old cannabis. I, I didn't know. I just in addition to which, I understand every word. I've played it a thousand times. I understand every word in it. So I don't. I don't know what you mean. Maybe you need new radio. Maybe it's a brand new radio. Well, hey, listen, look on the back. Was it made in China by a bunch of little communists? Yeah, watch out for that, sir. Watch out every time they'll do it to you. But probably swung away off to the far left. Hey, let me adjust that. Yeah. Oh, can bust. Like that. Yeah. Oh, in stereo. And then Boca Brian has to get a shot for it. That's not his bit. Does that sound like Boca Brian to us? No. No. Maybe with somebody squeezing his nuts a little bit. WQAM. My balls itch. WQAM. Neil. WQAM? Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I wanted to uh, ask you about the game last night. I didn't get to see much of it, but I know your beloved lost to the uh, Panthers. Yeah. And What's wrong with them? They suck. Well, they got to get better. They're, no, they're, they have better they're, they're not going to get any better, sir. They're not gonna, their goaltending is weak. Their defense is non-existent. They stink. We want Trevor Kidd. He should be playing every night. Trevor Kidd blows, sir. Trevor Kidd is like a human sieve. There's another hockey expert. What about Trevor Kidd? Yeah, you should have seen Trevor Kidd. Belfort stinks, and he's phenomenal compared to Trevor Kidd. They got a couple of washed-up has-beens. They couldn't keep Cujo. You know, he did a little bit too good of a job. They couldn't give him the deal he wanted and, you know, take care of what. This is what the organization is famous for. They don't take care of their own people. Corey Schwab, when Cujo broke his thumb. Corey Schwab comes in and surprised us all and did a hell of a job. Did they re-sign him? No. no. No, they bring in a couple of old hacks. Couldn't stop a bowling ball from 100 yards away on a sidewalk. Not to mention the defense, man. Oh, my God. Pathetic. Not to mention Anders Eriksson, who's playing in St. John's for $4.3 for three years. So they, they couldn't make the Panther defense two years ago, the worst defense in the league. So they sign him. The Rocket. Who's uh, estimating the talent up there, huh? What kind of a moron's doing that, eh? 
I'll guarantee the articles in the news. But when I get home, that's the first thing I'm going to do is go online and check out the Toronto Sun and Star and read the articles just ripping them in ass. Because just like down here, the people claim to have passion about football. They think they know something about passion. Right. Up there, they got passion, baby. 1,100 standing room only for every hockey game. They live and breathe it. They suck it. They suck hockey pucks. How do you like that, huh? Here's a good short article. Look how short that is. But right on. From from the Philadelphia Inquirer on Tuesday by Harry Wolf. You know who Harry Wolf is? No. Harry Wolf lives and writes in Collingswood, PA. That's all you need to know. It says, don't worry, Osama, you'll get your war. It says, why don't we hurry up and invade Iraq? Osama's been waiting for this all of his life. Let's not keep the man waiting. Don't lose sleep over it, Osama. We will attack Iraq. Your Islamic world will have its jihad. Your September 11th attack wasn't intended just to kill almost 3,000 people. We know that you meant to change the world and maybe someday control it. This time it will be so much easier than the Gulf War. Al Jazeera TV, your own CNN, will stir up the hatred among all Muslims. They'll become enraged at seeing the first civilians killed by the godless soldiers from the West. The missiles Israel fires in retaliation will Zionize the war. The martial law occupation of a Muslim country by America, the Satan of the West, will never be accepted. They didn't even try to create a nation out of Afghanistan. The fall of Baghdad will lead to chaos. Your terrorist cells will more than triple just as you were decentralizing Al-Qaeda. What a perfect plan. The fall of Iraq will not hurt you. Weapons are available in so many other places. Just be thankful we consider Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Abdullah our ally. Saudi Arabia is where you started Al-Qaeda after the Gulf War. Gifts from charitable organizations and from wealthy individuals were helping support your cause. A pesky task force sponsored by the Council on Foreign Relations pointed that out. Luckily for you, the Bush administration wasn't listening. Your hometown and your friends are safe, Osama, and the rest of the world will be terrorized. And you'll sit back like the chairman of the board and survey all that you've conquered when they attack Iraq. All right, Terry Wolf. In Tuesday's Philadelphia Inquirer, how do you like that? Because inquiring minds want to know what it's all about. You know every wolf I've seen? Yeah. It's been hairy. How about Mike Wolf? He's pretty hairy. There, see? Ever seen on that Harley with, uh, what's her name? Fink, Rana. Rana Fink Wolf. Think, man, does she make me nauseous? Although that my Harley's pretty big. Yeah. Twenty-six past noon at five sixty WQM. We got the snipers, oh! two scumbag arrested, two Jamaicans, Muslim Jamaican wannabes, whatever the hell they are. One seventeen years old, one about forty years old. In their old beat-up Chevy Purple Caprice, with the Bushwhacker two twenty-three behind the uh, front seat. And the fact that they, they showed up at that payphone. It took them three weeks to catch these guys who are dumber than sawdust. And they showed up at the payphone, but the cops missed them by ten minutes. But we got the beaners. Oh! So now, see, we got these guys yeah. and we got the beaners. That's four for the price of two. Did I mention 1226 at QM? I think we did. Let me tell you right now about Oleomed and having you pop some in your mouth. Oleomed's Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of all kinds of good stuff, including pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with vitamins and minerals, herbals, other nutrients, scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help support specific health needs. Look for their great three new formulas. They have one to help you sleep. There's one for weight management and CoQ10 for your heart, all using the benefits of the best olive oil on this planet. Just ask those greasers over there. They'll tell you. Oleomed's an outstanding product. It's available at Publix, Eckerd's, and Walgreens. For more info, call Oleomed at their toll-free number, one 866 that's 1-866-653-6633. You can also order Oleomed products online at oleomedamerica.com. And if you visit your nearest Publix and purchase an Oleomed product in Dater Broward, you can receive a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll while supplies last. But I sure hope they keep speaking English at my Publix anyway. 
for now. Prick. Rhymes with... Spit. Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at the sports time every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing home games. Pick up free Oleomed samples and product information. Start feeling healthy. Pop some Oleomed in your puss. Sports Radio 560. Hoover out the moon, man. Well, I never thought I'd find the kind of ride that I've been tooling around in today. Now it's a classic set of wheels fixed up the way a brother would like it. Now it's a clean and shiny and the trim is gold and it dies under my seat. I got some can of liquid cherry yolk. Aw, oh, baby. Coconut, granada, cherry, chariot, me, baby, blue, top, baby. Shiny little velvet, little smelly machine, took the suspension out, so I bounced down the road in a big daddy super highway. Now with the hardest stop, no big deal, someday I'll get around to fixing the brakes. A 1979 Pompon Catalina, she's so looking fine, now it's my baby Cadillac. Oh, baby, coconut, granada, cherry, chariot, me, baby, stop, baby, shiny little, 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 smelly machine, yo. I got my windows down on a hot summer day, cause the AC don't work no way. The sweaty crash fell off seat starts to smell and gets the dusty working overtime. On my backseat you'll find a shiny ground that smell like lilacs, my coffin shiny too, cause I'll be washing it with armor on. Dawg, baby. Coconut, granada, cherry, cherry, and beef, baby. Microscopic wheels going over speed bumps ain't too smooth. Ah, baby. Fresh for law interior, be fancy to me, baby. Ah, baby. Top 33 at 560. We got a very disturbing story here. Well, it's not a big story, but it could have been. Secret Service agents with their weapons drawn detained a man today in the White House grounds between a fence surrounding the complex and the north entrance to the president's residence. The man was handcuffed by the agents and led away, according to Reuters eyewitnesses. Secret Service spokesman Brian Marr said an individual black male came over the fence on Pennsylvania Avenue and was taken into custody by Secret Service uni uh, Uniform Division officers and is currently being interviewed by agents from the service. Another trained monkey. President Bush was speaking in North Carolina at the time of the incident. He wasn't there. He went home. How do you like that, huh? Another darkie running around loose out there by the White House. Don't uh, instill a awful lot of confidence in me, I'll tell you. Darkies run mad. How's that poll coming? Where, uh, why were George's ratings so weak this summer, so bitterly disappointing, costing us bonus money again for the second year in a row? Making us only pray that we could have, like, rigged some diaries. 552 votes, which is... 552 votes? Man, you're going to bust through that thousand marker by tomorrow morning like it's standing still. His shows are boring has moved into first place, 120. You're boring, George. Yeah. Just look at you. I know. Look at yourself in the mirror. If some of you people will point the finger, well, look at yourselves in the mirror. 
Do you think that his piece, like, how, seriously, this is not a joke question. Guys who wear, like, a wig, I'm not talking about a, a, a wig that are, like, interchangeable. Right. How do they keep them in place? And don't say snaps again. How do they stay in place? Spirit gum. <laughs> Wrigley Spearmint gum? His shows are boring, 120. I love George, 107. That's 19.3%. His show blows, 100. Mo is a brutal lead in 69. What a great number for Mo, old 69. Too bad he's got those varicose veins. He's an anti-Semitic little spick, 36. Too much ass talk, 31. It was Miguel's fault, 25. He can't compete with Howard Sperm, 23. He can't compete with Howard or Rush, 21. He mumbles, 11. And he can't compete with Rush, 9. Is where it's at. Of course, Rush is on right now. Do you think our audience is listening to Rush? No. No. Maybe a few of them right wingers out there like they're that same old, the Ditto Heads, the Ditto Heads, the same people listen to Art Bell at night. Just during the commercial break. I'm going to tell you right now. Anybody who listens to Art Bell needs to be put in a rubber room. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm driving home from the track last night, and what did we have? We had the World Series game on, and it's been a great series, but it's in between innings. So I punch over to see what IOD's got on after Phil. Okay, because I thought Art Bell started at midnight, didn't you? I had no idea. I guess he starts at ten. And sure enough, they're talking flying saucers again. And I'm listening, and I'm listening, and he's talking to this guy, and about the ship uh, landing in uh, Alamogordo, New Mexico, and and I'm thinking to myself, this is a program for crazy people. Not that we have any shortage of crazy people, but you've got to be off your rocker to be listening to Art Bell. And he's got an audience. And we don't want to mention Carlos or Boca Brian who listen to that show. But like I said, anybody who listens to that show for more than 30 seconds needs to be in a rubber room. There's got to be something wrong with you. If I was you, I'd look myself in the mirror and start pointing the finger and saying, you must be crazy. Yeah, do a John Henry for crying out loud, okay? Just stand there pointing into the mirror. I can't even type the goddamn thing. I'm so worked up about it. It was so bad. It was just awful. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Right, to be listening to, to, to Art Bell. Man, I'd, I'd listen to Mo for 25 hours straight before I'd listen to Art Bell. That's how bad that show is. You know what? In fact, see, I just tipped it off. You know what they're going to do to these two snipers? Remember Clockwork Orange? Oh, yeah. They're going to lock them in a small room, tie their hands behind their back, put each, each one in a different corner, and they're going to crank up, not, not Ludwig, Ludwig Vaughn, they're going to crank up the Mo Howard David of the show. On tape, over and over and over. Talking about the Chris and uh, and Aronde, and Aronde and Chris. He doesn't know Chris. Well, that's too bad. He will after the first 40 hours of it. Aronde and Chris, and Chris and Aronde. 22 till 1, the Mad Dog, Jim Mandich, will be along at 1 o'clock for one of his rare working days, <laughs> which we, uh, well, I tell you, I'm starting to get jealous of him myself. I think he's cutting out himself a better deal than all the rest of us. Man works for two hours, shows up about three days out of every five. Gets to go on here on the ball games on a weekend and scream and shout and carry on like a wild man. It's great. Nice going there, Jimbo. Hey, speaking of plunging your brains out on ball games and stuff like that, VIPSportsbook.com is the greatest sportsbook ever invented by man. A lot of ads for other sportsbooks these days, but you certainly don't want to hand over any of your hard-earned cash to some lunatic in a sportsbook located in Yenemsveld at the end of the world, like right next to Sweetwater. Let me help you out. VIPSportsbook.com is the only book to be unanimously endorsed by the industry watchdogs, unanimous meaning all of them. They're Dutch-based, which uh, certainly pleases me, and they're one of the first online sportsbooks ever. 
So if you go out on the roll of a lifetime, at that point, you certainly want to be hooked up with a sports book you can trust. The best one going, VIPSportsBook.com. And with football season at a fever, psychotic pitch right now, how about them Packers next week, huh? You want to be with the best, VIPSportsBook.com. Open an account online and get you a 15% cash-up sign-up bonus. Everybody agrees with me, including my good friend Alan Cohen at Pompano Park, who hates the Dolphins even more than I do, that Ray Lucas plays like a real nervous high school kid. And he'll continue to, by the way. Did I mention they got the highest parlay odds you'll find anywhere up to 2001 at VIPSportsBook.com? So when in doubt, check them out. You can call them toll-free, 1-866-VIP-BETS. That's 1-866-VIP-BETS. And if you sign up online, you get you that 15% sign-up bonus at VIPSportsBook.com. VIPSportsBook.com, where you be the VIP. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Baby, launch a couple missiles toward a place we know and aim them at a fella whose first name begins with O. There's one thing we all understand. Al-Qaeda won't be finished until we blow up Pakistan. Yes. We could chase them around forever With our tanks and all our troops But special forces are so tired Of jumping through them hoops You know we need another plan So let's cut out all the nonsense And go blow up Pakistan All right! Al-Qaeda needs a nuclear tank. Jesus Christ. Why don't we stop pussyfooting and go blow up Pakistan? <laughs> boom, boom. 1244 at 560 WQAM. I'm looking at those numbers in Joe and Mark Boy. You think he's awake by now? Joe Costello? Four. He don't get up till four? That's my guess. Why would that be? They get off at six, a couple hours to, like, you know, have breakfast, screw around, get some things done. Yeah. By eight, eight hours. Eight hours? When you're that age and you're working overnight, you don't sleep no eight hours <laughs> a day. When you're working that schedule? I'm just rounding up. Four well, and then we don't have to be afraid of saying that uh, they really had a desperate situation there overnight. After that good start, too, you know, what a shame. And, again, you should take a message from there because they're, like, you know, they're just in training. They got their training bras over the microphone. Too much ass talk. See, I know this comes as a great shock to people who consider themselves experts on radio, which usually are people who don't work in it. There's no such thing as shock radio. There never was in the first place, but if there ever was, that's that's history. Nothing is shocking anymore. That's why you got assholes doing these, like Opie and Anthony now doing these things and getting canned, because they're desperate to try to do something new and outrageous, trying to outrageous each other. See, it's like, it's like jackass on MTV. Same uh, thing. See? See what? Talking about ass. I said jackass, not more ass. Anyway, that's the bottom line. So the idea about hey, eating is it's all passe. Well, it's all, it's like furry. honey bears. It's like freaking honey bears. <laughs> we backed into it one day. Yeah, you backed into it all right. That's and the it, problem. It, and it probably was Dwight's tongue. Senators question agents' bad review. This really pisses me off from the Washington Post yesterday. Another one of my bedtime stories. It's enough to put me to bed under the covers. 
A Minneapolis FBI agent who accused her colleagues of stealing a Tiffany crystal globe from the ruins of New York's World Trade Center was informed yesterday that her work was not satisfactory, officials said, prompting two U.S. senators to question whether the FBI was retaliating against a whistleblower. See, them politicians, they like a good blower, but not a whistleblower. The agent, Jane Turner, a 24-year-old FBI veteran, complained in letters to members of the Senate Judiciary Committee last month that she discovered a slightly damaged paperweight on the secretary's desk in the Minneapolis field orifice. She wrote that she believed the globe had been taken by an evidence recovery team from the rubble of Ground Zero after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. The allegations, along with Turner's decision to enlist the help of Senators Charles Grassley and Patrick Leahy, were an embarrassment for the FBI, and it prompted an investigation by the Justice Department's Inspector General's orifice. The claims also caused the FBI's Minneapolis orifice to lose jurisdiction of an unrelated case that was run by Turner, which centered on allegations that a Minnesota company was involved in thefts from World Trade Center rubble on a site in Staten Island, sources said. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, is handling that probe to avoid conflict of interest concerns. Yesterday, Turner's supervisor informed her that her job performance does not meet expectations on a critical element, which is the first step toward removal from the FBI, according to Turner's Washington-based attorney and others familiar with the case. The attorney, Stephen Cohn, said Turner has always received satisfactory reviews from the FBI in the past. She believes that her role in calling attention to the globe theft is the reason for the poor review. How do you like that? They don't like the whistleblowers, baby. They'll destroy your life. She'll probably pretty soon become a person of interest. Wouldn't you think? Already. White House downplays Internet attack. Read the sigh of relief. And by the way, tell Eric that he's not doing such a wonderful job getting those. He screwed up my statistics page, something fierce. He doesn't seem to realize it. I study that thing religiously. Hey, Eric. I'm a student of my statistics page. Yeah. So don't be dicking my... Get it back the way it used to be, okay, sweetheart? In between feedings, I'm sure you can find time. We never had any problems before. It's been that way for... How many years have we been doing this? About 75 on a computer? Yeah. Always looking to try to blame something that isn't the problem, okay? You're trying to create problems where there aren't one, Eric. I understand you're frustrated when you can't get your blood sugar below 600. I can relate to it, especially after those two cookies today. What do you do with the rest of them? The White House saw today to allay concerns about an unusual attack this week against the 13 computer servers that manage global Internet traffic, stressing that disruption was minimal and the FBI is working to trace the attackers. I don't care what you did with them. They weren't that. The chocolate one was good, but there aren't any more of those. Damn it. Is that, that's probably Eric right there, isn't it? See what I'm saying? Tell him to calm down. Tell him just to get the guy. And also, while you got him on there, tell him don't be consorting with Boca Bryan behind our back. Boca Bryan doesn't control what goes on with this show, okay? Boca Bryan is not a decision maker. He's a bit maker and a good one, too, and a great guy. But he's not a decision maker. So don't be consorting with any right-wing lunatic fringe groups based on Boca Bryan. In other words, if he can't get us to approve some uh, sinister deed there, he's uh, calling on Boca Bryan to try. Boca Bryan can't approve his uh, activities, okay? Tell me if you don't watch it, we'll send the sick John Ascroft on it. They'll be on there, his ass like stink on uh, Mo. Most Internet users didn't notice any effects from Monday's attack because it lasted only one hour because the Internet's architecture was designed to tolerate such short-term disruptions, experts said. The White House said it was unclear where the attack originated, who might be responsible, or whether the attack could be considered cyber terrorism. We don't know. They don't know anything. We'll take a look to see if there are any signs of who it may be or may not be, spokesman uh, uh, Minister of Information Ari Fleischer said. I'm not aware there's anything that would lead anybody in that direction. History has shown that many of these attacks actually come from the hacker community, but that's why an investigation is underway. They don't know. It might be this. It might be that. Osama might be dead. He might be alive. Stephen Hatfield might be a person of interest. He might not be so interesting. The anthrax guy might be domestic. It might be foreign. It might be terrorism. It might be who knows. Like Harry Carey would say, it might be, it could be, and look at him. He, now he's dead. Very sad. 
Very, very sad. <clears throat> You're choked up about it. What is he giving you a song to dance, okay? Oh, Tell this me. is Woody Graber now. Woody Graber? How come he didn't invite me to the Aerosmith concert, that dickhead? I'm sure because it was a Coral Sky and he knew what the answer yeah, would be. You know be. something? He did not know what the answer would be. Aerosmith, you don't think I'd drive up to West Palm to see Aerosmith? No. You're right. I don't, I'm not into concerts. There's a bunch of druggies there. Now, the, B, the Backstreet Boys concert, that was in the rain. It was poor, almost got pneumonia, but it still had its moment. It had its moment, its glorious moment, but nevertheless. I, w I wouldn't go back up there if he paid me by the minute. That is the worst goddamn place. Going to see a concert in a cow pasture, it's one thing if it's up there in the, you know, he's living in the past. Woodstock, that's what he's living in. You didn't in. have the uh, seats when you went? But it's in a cow pasture. What do you mean does it have seats? I know it has seats. It has seats out in the middle of the pouring rain. Even the Greeks wouldn't no, have gone the, there. No uh, the shelter. I thought I was safe. Yeah, shelter. And then they poured yeah. water on mm -hmm. us. Oh, and speaking of Gimme Shelter, the Stones, how was that concert the other night? Do you know Jeff Cohen wanted me to go to that? Yeah, I know. What is wrong with him? I'm not into being all drugged up, boozed up. I'm not into going to stupid concerts with a bunch of sloppy, drunk, slovenly people. That sounds wonderful. That sounds like no, a great time. No, it does time not sound like a great time. Drugged up, boozed up, but sloppy, not slovenly. Concert, if they were yeah. hot and great, like that one uh, fine young man at the Backstreet Boys concert who decided in the rain he was going to take almost all his clothes off out there. In fact, let's go back there again and see and relive that moment, okay? We'll check ID just to make sure, but I think it was okay. Nine before one. Oh, and yesterday I'm watching El Presidente on there. Did you see him yesterday afternoon when he was doing this thing about I don't porn on the Internet? Didn't you see that thing? No. And how they got to crack down? And he was going on this emotional thing about and he's 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 almost as inarticulate as the Moosey Man. It's, it's very scary. And I was thinking with the two of them in charge, we ought to feel real safe. But he was going on about how we have to protect children at all costs. And we and I was asking myself, does that include these pedophile priests, by the way? Which I noticed he don't make any more mention of that. He made a very brief uh, peripheral mention months ago when it was hot news, you know, before all this other stuff started. Probably got a call from his brother saying, hey, yeah. watch it, Jack. Yeah, that's right. Take that goddamn uh, rosary bead and stick it right up your uh, butt. You'll have anal butt beads if you don't watch it. Well, speaking of Jeff Cohen. 8 before 1 at 560 WQM. Let me tell you about a great place to take care of your feet, your tootsies, and that's Brandy's in Pompano Beach. There are two great things in Pompano Beach, Pompano Park and Pompano uh, uh, and Brandy Shoes. Is there anything else that's great in Pompano Beach? Well, win more. Anyway, get over to Brandy's and get you some of the top-name brand shoes in the universe, Rockport's, SAS, Sperry, Timberland, Naturalizer, and lots more. And believe me, they got exactly what you're looking for in your size because they have an unbeatable selection. They got salespeople that know your feet inside and out, and they have unbeatable prices. That's the bottom line. Brandy's is open every day of your life from 9 to 9, every Sunday 10 to 5, and you'll find them at a great location where they've been for a long, long, for a Coons age, 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Like I said, for price selection and service, Brandy's always is unbeatable. And all this week, for the second week in a row, the special goes on. Thank you, Troy. Punch your guts out. All this week at Brandy's, Rockports are on sale. Men's boat shoes are only $44.90, and men's pro walkers only $49.90. Only this week at Brandy's in Pompano Beach. Live, live and local. Here's Sports Radio 560 QAM. Have a penis. I've never had one, I swear. They want us to find a way to reimburse them for back pay from 200 years ago when they were slaves. When I only have a mobile home, a pit bull and a pinch of gold, 
So if you wanna ask me how, here's what I gotta say. You've got to kiss a nigger good morning. And tell him that you're sorry for enslaving them all. Kiss a nigger good morning. And that for everybody who is dead and gone. If I was born in 1802, owning slaves ain't something I'd do. But what were dead people did to you, I have to take the blame. Would you settle for an old Pontiac with a can of smelly cherry in back? Instead of 40 acres and a mule, I have a better way. You've got to. Yes, a nigger, good morning. Plant one on Halle Barrett, Morgan Freeman, too. Yes, a nigger, good morning. Yes. And that's your restitution for enslaving you. Yes, a nigger, good morning. All right. And tell them that you're sorry for enslaving them all. You got yes, a nigger, good morning. That's for everybody who is dead and gone. Two minutes to one at 560 WQM. I'll tell you one thing. I'm watching a little bit more here on the snipers, on these two scumbags. Uh, everything that all these talking heads said, everything was all wrong. Right. There wasn't one single point that any of them had right. N- neither one of these uh, were trained as a sniper. That's number one. Uh, and we could go down a whole list. There was nothing that they had that it was accurate. And as far right. as being clever and devious, and uh, all I can say is, where's the Moosey Man? You notice we haven't seen him yet at all today, the Moosey Man. He's probably exhausted. And plus, he has to take them English refresher courses. I don't want to say he's inarticulate. That could be a good poll question one day. Well, who's more inarticulate, El Presidente or the Moosey Man? That's a tough battle. I see, ver- I see very little difference, except the ears. Why were Georgia's ratings so putrid this summer, we asked, so damn weak? 595 votes. You came close to 600 votes during the course of the show, which is almost unprecedented. His shows are boring, 128. I love Georgia, 114. That's 19.1%. Eh, that's pretty good. His show blows, 111, and 19.1 is a lot better than 4.5%. Oh, the Molemeister. The Molemeister sucked a big one yesterday, man. The show blows 111. Mo is a brutal lead in 76. Boy, never a truer word's been spoken. Not just a brutal lead in, no lead in. We could have like the test pattern on for three hours and probably have it a better number. He's an anti-Semitic little spick, 36. Too much ass talk, 35. He can't compete with Howard Sperm, 26. It was Miguel's fault, 25. Can't compete with Howard or Rush, 23. He mumbled, uh, mumbles 11. Can't compete with Rush, 10. Man, the pressure, I just, uh, you can almost smell it, you know what? <laughs> Bye-bye! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I picked a bad day to quit sniffing glue.